All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite city. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? Good evening. And welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel Dabana. And I'm David Uyoa. And with us, um, yeah, we can call him a co-host at this point, is Ish. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Actually, I prefer, I, I, I grew up in the 90s, so I prefer special guest star. I like to think of myself yes. as the Heather Locklear of Shiver. <laughs> <laughs> our Stephanie. special our special guest star uh I, I i always like to say on loan to us from the better let me tell you <laughs> podcast uh is uh <laughs> I, I i like like in, in the movies when uh when it's like uh appearing uh, uh thanks to like warner brothers oh, yeah. records, right so uh so thanks to uh the better let me tell you podcast we have been lent ish <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys for having me again. I, yeah. I, I thank you for having me. Although after this movie, I may have to consider the next time you guys ask me. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as so, as soon as Dave warned me about this movie, I was like, "Man, uh, Ish would probably be good for this." one we had a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> I love me some. Like, I'm just gonna be. Offered, I love me some bad movies, right? Like, I, right. I remember and, you and, saying that, and, and I and I enjoy them as you know quote unquote bad movies right for the badness of it and this is one where even i had to kind of rethink some stuff in my life um so yeah um so for the for the viewer the listener a little bit of background right uh as we did in october daniel and i said hey we should do something halloween themed because it's the month of october right so month of november you don't really have that great a selection of thanksgiving themed horror movies mm -mm. so we went back and forth on one or two of them and i suggested to daniel this movie i saw a couple years ago uh blood rage and i was like it's a thanksgiving themed horror movie and as a florida boy not only does it take place in Jacksonville, Florida, but it was filmed in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure Jacksonville's still trying to forget this. They're trying to wipe it from existence. I think it's the uh, reason nobody goes there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a. It's there's nothing there. <laughs> there, um, it's um, it is Jacksonville. We'll, we'll leave it at that. So um, so I warned him. I said, listen, this is not a good horror movie. Uh, however, it kind of is representative of the majority of slasher movies that came out in the 80s. Yes. Um, okay. You know, not all of them are Friday the 13th. You know, they can't all be happy birthday to me. They can't all be Alice, sweet Alice, you know. Uh, you're, Yo, you're, you're going to be mostly duds. This wasn't even sleepaway camp. 
Like, I mean, <laughs> no, no. Although I am going to mention sleepaway camp when we get to acting. Okay. Um, uh, because I got some vibes and, um, and so I, I, I told him this, uh, the really interesting thing about this movie, I think is this movie was filmed in 1983, which was close to the height of the slasher, mm -hmm. right? 1981 is the year of the slasher, right? So nineteen is that the Chinese Zodiac? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's the year of the slasher. <laughs> yes. Um, 1983, we've moved on since the year of the slasher, but it's still there, you know? Um, it's kind of like when uh, when Indiana Jones comes out and there's all these adventure movies that are kind of like, you know, uh, aping on it. And it kind of goes away, but every now and then you still get a few. So that's what I feel like Blood Rage was. It was capitalizing on this craze that was on the way out, except that it's it gets shelved. Yeah. And it doesn't come out until Four 1987, <laughs> right? So 1987, we're now many years removed from the height of the slasher. I mean, unless... It's a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street movie. Right. It's not coming out. You know, these things are more or less dead. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of an oddball. And it comes out in this weird time. So as an example of the slasher subgenre, but also as a movie, mm -hmm. how does this work for you, does anything stand out good or bad-ish? I'll let you go first. All right. So I think before we even get into that, um, the fact that this movie literally has three different titles, mm -hmm. I think, <laughs> is indicative of what you're in for. Um, we saw it. It was called Blood Rage. Then literally, I texted you as I was watching it, Dave, because... I'm watching it and the title screen comes up and it says slasher. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just spend $2 on the wrong movie? And you're, and you're like, no, 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 that's you're right. And then I'm reading up on it. By the way, it, I'll give you those $2 back. I, <laughs> I will take it out as a drink. How's that? I, okay. I will take it. it's, it's a drink. Cause it's not $2. It's, I will say at least it's 80 something minutes. So it's not a very long movie, but, um, and then it had a different name, another name as well when it was actually released. Nightmare which, at, uh, Nightmare at Shadow <laughs> Creek or something yes, like that. Yes. Also Complex. Um, was that's right. Yeah. Title. That was the worst. So title. basically it has one title for every year it was shelved. And <laughs> I, this movie is just on the face of it is the most basic premise, right? It's, there's twins they you know one of, i mean spoiler alert um you know one of them kills somebody at a drive-in frames the other twin that twin goes into insane asylum now we're like 10 years later it's they're about like maybe 19 one of them escapes it's on thanksgiving and mayhem ensues i mean like it can't be more basic than that right mm -hmm. how they manage to take that and do next to nothing with it <laughs> is a talent that I, I I have to commend them on because <laughs> it is it, it is just amazing the the acting is I mean I'm gonna say stilted but that's an insult to stilts it is there's there's no there's no motivation I mean like even the most basic of slasher movies right I know people are saying like I don't come to a slash movie for motivation. It's, you know, just killer goes, chops people up and moves on, right? Yeah, but 
there's got to be a, a, a motive, a reason, a something. No, no, thank a you. Red hair. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not uh, once. Like I kept, I kept like the movie's called Blood Rage, right? So I kept being like, I kept waiting. Like the psychiatrist is eventually going to show up and be like, it's you know, it's like he he gets enraged when he smells blood and, or something. And listen, they had the best setup because really, and, and again, it's said in Thanksgiving for no apparent reason. Like it could have been, <laughs> it, it could have happened during Arbor Day and nothing would have changed. There right? were many trees. There were many trees, so maybe it yeah. was Arbor Day actually when they filmed it that's why everybody was off you know they there's even this weird thing with the mother they could have even explained it away as some type of weird like edible complex thing because mm -hmm. you know he the, the the person that he kills when he's when he's a kid they're at this okay can we stop and talk about the world's horniest drive-in for a minute yes Everyone is having sex everywhere. Yes. It's not just in the cars. It's on top of the cars. Okay. In between the cars. I have been to bathhouses with less sex going on <laughs> than that drive-in. Okay? All right? Like, there were people just fucking. Like, I mean, it yeah. was not even trying to, like, cuddle. Nope. It was, I mean, wow. That is the whole like, all right, got my popcorn. Now I'm going to go to the bathroom and buy condoms <laughs> from Ted Raimi. From Ted Raimi, yes. <laughs> Which leads me to wonder, like, were they filming Evil Dead nearby and he just kind of wandered on set? <laughs> you know, like, it, it's interesting to hear, like, because I look, this came out the same year as Evil, De as Evil Dead 2 mm. um, was 87. And so that's why so I was like, oh, man, he had two films come out. Right? I remember this was, was like, filmed in 83. Yeah, so. but then I was like, oh, it was filmed in 83. Okay. Yeah, it's, there were, I, I, I'm, guys, I'm telling you, I love bad movies and I'm still trying to figure out what it is that we watched. Like, really? I... And I, and I, you know, feel free to interrupt because I could go on for like 17 hours. Like I want to apply to grad school just to write a dissertation <laughs> on this movie because I like, okay. Did you guys know who the mother was? The the actress playing the mother? Uh, so no. I, I've done a little bit of research. Okay. So I know who she is from that, but okay. this is not someone I was familiar with. Before. So it's Louise Lasser. She, I mean, she's, she's not really known now, but in her heyday in the late seven, maybe mid to late seventies, she was a star of a Norman Lear sitcom. That was a parody of soap operas called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Right. She even then went on to, she was like, I think the the second to last host on SNL in its first season, she was on. I've heard about that. That like, episode is like legendary. It's legendary, for how exactly. Weird she was, yeah. I'm not saying that she's a quote unquote like. It's not like they got you know an Academy Award winner or something like that, right? But she's a name at the end of the day, right? Like, what the hell was she doing in this movie? Yeah, no, I mean, when you when you look at this movie and you, and you finish it up and. The credits have finished rolling because you can't bring yourself to move, let alone pick up the remote and turn anything off. Um, Thank you. Were you spying on me? Because that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm just going to let those credits keep going. Yeah, just till yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're hoping there's going to be some, <laughs> so, some dude in a 14 year old girl's mask just <laughs> yeah. naked, yelling like, oh, I knew there was something. Give me something. Um, More sex know, as a drive in. I don't know, something. Yeah, just like, give me. <laughs> You got, you know, you got your classic slasher names. You got your Freddies and your Jasons and your Leatherfaces and, and of course, your Terry. Yeah, um, well, yeah. <laughs> this. Wait, which was Terry the slasher or was it Todd? Terry was the killer. Terry was Todd the slasher. Was Todd was okay, the one Todd who went Todd. to the okay. asylum. Um, let me just, uh, okay, so if, if you're wondering uh what blood rage is about like uh maybe our maybe our instagram post is like ah he says it'll be good if you've never seen it let me explain to you the course of just one couple in this movie's night all right so there's a couple named andrea and greg 
And this is the progression of their night. Get together to, um, to hang out. They are playing a video game. They start making out. Okay, cool. Nor- normal high school stuff. The next thing they decide to do is painstakingly apply horror makeup to <laughs> in the middle of making out. Like, oh, you know what? We should stop for a minute. Um, painstakingly apply horror makeup so they yes. can pull a prank. Then and her makeup changes, by the way. Her makeup yes. changes from the initial scene where you see her on the bed to the second part of it. Her face is like swollen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then they decide to go play tennis in the middle of the night. Then they decide to go have sex on a diving board. And then they're murdered. See, what you don't now, know, I don't Devona, know about is, I, listen, I'm sorry. That's actually, that's actually how they celebrated the first Thanksgiving. And that's <laughs> why this was done. Fuck, I was getting to it, man. I was going to say that's how I celebrate every Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's that's just the progression of one one pair of people in this movie. Um, there's it starts with this really freakishly awkward voiceover, and it really sets the tone of what the hell. I um, swore that that voiceover was because that therapist, because it's the voice of the therapist. I was like, this is probably not the same woman voicing it, right? Who's in the scene? Because I'm like, that has to be the reason why. No. No, no. Yeah, she, no, we're, we're not going to watch her give the mother no. this information. We're going to give this to the voiceover. Um, Every time I watch this movie, yes, wh- I have how seen many? it more than mm-hmm. once. Okay, how and, many and why? Uh, <laughs> this was this was number three. And uh, because I enjoy bad movies. Who hurt you? <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> so you just, there's, it, it's so bizarre. There's so much that happens in this movie while like, Absolutely nothing is accomplished, um, if that makes any sense. Um, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's it's and like you said that 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 opening scene, right? You're like, oh, this is this is some serious trauma. Like this could play out and be very thrilling, and th- this could get deep. But they never explored that. Um, also, can I just say um, that entire drive-in? I know that they were all just interrupted from the sex they were all having. They are the worst group of witnesses I've ever seen in my life because there are literally mm-hmm. people who, as the two kids are standing in front of the other and the one kid is framing the other kid, are there watching him as he hands yeah. the other one the axe and wipes and the blood. The blood. Yeah. Yeah. Smears, yeah, yeah. These are the world's worst witnesses. It's like they were all part of the OJ trial. Just yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, criminy. And so yeah, there's just it, it, it. There was there was so much to to unpack. And yet none of it was ever approached appropriately or dealt with at all. And what we get uh, can really only be defined as a movie, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it is 82 minutes that was definitely committed to film. That is. (laughs) So I, um, I agree on all accounts. Uh, I I was going to say every time I see this movie, that very, oddly placed voiceover that happens between the therapist and the mother to me seems like it's ADR that's mm-hmm. like not synced up with with the video right and uh, and I always pause and I'm like oh no that's right there's a voiceover here <laughs> and then keep going uh, so I have no idea what was going on there I don't know if it was an attempt at stylistic filmmaking because there's pauses where the the mother then you know gives her like in 
in in time response. It, it's weird. I the don't know I can, exactly the, what's going on. The only thing I can I can conjecture about that whole scenario is that I did read that the therapist was it was played by one of the producers because the actress who was actually going to play the therapist, like quit the day before or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just never came down from New York. Yeah. So they may not have had time. Like maybe they were just like, look, we're just pressed for time. Just, I don't know, sit in an office somewhere. We've only got it for the next 20 minutes and we'll, <laughs> we'll do a voiceover later. So like, that's actually like a running theme in this film because many, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, that's that's about what the people lasted at the drive-in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, no, the the production crew being involved in the acting. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, so so uh, like for example, like the the special effects guy was the the boyfriend that gets his head chopped off in in the apartment that's you know hanging by the cord when you oh the, the, that, the sugar that, daddy the sugar yeah, daddy yeah i'm gonna get you a rich daddy there you go <laughs> yeah that's that's the special effects uh uh producer for the film so there's there was a lot of that going on as i guess a way to meet budget or as a way to kind of just have fun like hey we're making this movie let's do we're it. already paying you to be here exactly. right <laughs> you're already on set yeah. uh what one of the other things that i i love about this movie is this movie get gave ted Raimi his career this movie this movie yeah because um even though he had obviously been involved in the production of evil mm -hmm. dead a couple years prior um he's not an actor right he was what they call a fake shemp right he's yeah. got some makeup on and he stands uh. in a scene right um he really wanted to make it as an actor and, and so... his brother said then god damn it i'm gonna let you <laughs> <laughs> and i'm making spider-man and there's gonna be three of them and you get to be in all, in of, all them. of them you've <laughs> already sold condoms inside of a drive-through bathroom well damn it there's nowhere but up so he uh, he told his father, he says, why well, I, I really want to do it. You know, Sam's doing it. I want to do it. And his dad was like, OK, um, I'll give you a year. Like, I'll, I'll help you out for a year. You go to New York, you try to be an actor for a year. Oh, okay. And and uh, he says, if you don't make it, then you come back home to Michigan. That's fair. Right? And he says, OK, that that seemed fair. And apparently for a whole year, he could not find an acting gig. And oh, wow. two days after he mailed off a letter to his father saying, I'm coming back home. Mm -hmm. He got this acting gig. Oh, and, okay. and it was it was a paid acting gig. Right. And uh, I mean, all he had to do was sell condoms in a bathroom. But he says Didn't from say there, anything. he started landing other roles. And that's where his career came from. Just that so, first one. Yeah, it was it was kind of that first one that caught people's attention because you don't see him anywhere in Evil Dead. As much as that movie gained this incredible cult following, People knew Sam Raimi because of it. People right. knew Bruce Campbell because of it. No one knew Ted Raimi because yeah, of I it. Yeah, I mean, he's literally listed right. in the IMDb as just fake, sh fake shemp. Yeah. Um. So, so we 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 tiptoed around it. We we we've talked a little bit about. You know, I, I say we've talked a little bit about it, but honestly, we've laid the whole thing out there for you. But when we look at the story for this movie, you can see that the the seed of this movie was was a deep was a decent idea. You know, <laughs> could be interesting. And, Right. Like mm -hmm. there, there was there was a guy with a good idea who just maybe wasn't, you know, a filmmaker um, when he had this. So but when you look at the story from from, you know, sexy drive in to uh, pool, 
uh, and everything in between. There's there's kernels of what could be a good story there, possibly. Mm-hmm. But so, what do you think about the story? Just kind of when you look at it overall, Dave. So I I think that there's a lot of really great vignettes here. Um, there's uh, it's it's almost almost uh, as Gonzo in its like setup of violence as mm-hmm. Mandy is, which we talked about last week, right? And uh, that's really great because kind of all you care about when you go see a slasher is how much skin you're going to see yeah. and how much it's going to be murdered. Right. So um, that's cool and all, but you should have something that strings it all together. Right. And it isn't strung together. Right. Um, But to me, the largest offense that this movie makes is that you have what was, to my knowledge, uh, a fairly unique premise in that you have twins involved in a in a slasher. Right. You had the opportunity to do something a little bit more psychological and make this almost like a whodunit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which which twin was it? Was it Terry or was it Todd? Right. And this is something that's been done more in the thriller genre, but never explored in the more exploitative slasher genre. Mm -hmm. And it's all the cards are laid out on the table in that very first scene. And there's never a question about who the bad guy is and who's being set up and, 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 and the characters are so forced into behaving like absolutely inhuman assholes that it, it it could never possibly occur to uh, their mother that Terry isn't normal. That Terry yeah. could have done this, right. you know, uh, and and like you say, no one, not one witness, tells her. Uh, uh, hang on a second, ma'am. This one, <laughs> who's covered in blood, by the way, not just has a smear of blood. Yeah, right. um, he clearly is the one who did this, right? The woman who ran away naked to the police, not. Did the police not question her? They never. Legend has it she's still running through Jacksonville naked. <laughs> she's the Jacksonville version of the Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She oh, hasn't man. seen a yeah. razor or a man since 1983. Yes, yes. The, the, the Great White North has the Yeti. Jacksonville has has the Snatchy. And <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, as as far as plot, I mean, also you have maybe the worst therapist in the history of slasher movies i mean in in a uh, in a genre that gave you dr loomis right like the 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 fucking man i mean and he's a bad therapist oh he's he's a great character yes right you know but in a genre that gives you dr loomis you're going to have this woman who is like very clearly number one not good at her job Can, can we talk about how she hired a goon Yes, he yeah. hired a goon. He shows yes. up and points a gun right Just... in the guy's mouth. What yeah, is that? Open, open, door open, gun in your face. Whoa, oh, goon. but it's just Slow a tranquilizer. It, you know, <laughs> no. First of all, it was not just a tranquilizer because that did not look like a tranquilizer dart. No, gun. like no. And second of all, that's not how you say hello on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just not. It's not. Yeah, this, this is a woman who who watched Halloween and was like, "I'm gonna be just like that guy, not the actor, that bad doctor." <laughs> And thus was born a career in therapy. Exactly. This, there's, you know, and what, you, you, you know, you know what I loved most about that scene was 
the fact that the the mother comes out right and mm-hmm. she first addresses the the therapist she goes doctor whatever her name was and then she sees that this guy has the gun and she goes what's that gun and she like <laughs> overacts everything it's like Dude, you heard her say <laughs> that, like, why else would you be coming out here? It's it's a totally, like, unreasonable way for someone to behave. Like, she, is, well, we'll get to her acting later. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, we have to, because. There was, there was, there was a definite, like, I don't know, seven minutes there when we knew that Todd had escaped. And uh, we knew that Terry was the murderer 10 years prior, but there's always that, you know, but. When when the death, when the murders start happening again, there there's a there's I'll call it seven minutes where you're not sure which one is committing the murders. You know they immediately are like, oh by the way, yeah no, it's definitely still Terry. But they, they they give you a few minutes to go, man, maybe Todd's just really pissed off. He spent the past year ten True. years in an asylum. True, and so and so you do get that very briefly. Like that that is when I did start to kind of go, okay, all right, well now I get to spend the rest of the movie wondering which one's actually killing, right? And they're like, no. No, here's the really awkward one who's been in an asylum for 10 years. And yeah, that's definitely Todd. Um, <laughs> the, the, the story of these, of these, of this brother, like if we're just looking at the story, what's absolutely just astonishing to me is the idea that, and I don't know, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, that they never once even attempted to give us a reason as to why Terry was like this and why he managed to have a 10-year cooling period, right? Like, Thank you. Like, like BTK, right? <laughs> like, his his cooling period was, was not even quite 10 years, I don't think, right? Like, that dude went away for a while, but he wasn't 7 and then 17, you know, yeah. like there's like, to, to just take 10 years off and then your trigger be, yeah, fuck my brother's out. Like now I got to kill people. It's, it's so bizarre. So that, that was also something that wasn't really established. And I, I think it boils down to just like lazy writing. It's filled with good oh, yeah. ideas that are never really explored. So to me, what finally like makes him snap again is his mother's getting married. Because right. we, we, we see that change in his eye when they announce the marriage. And I think it's because uh, kind of like how Jason is always upset when he sees people having sex for some reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Terry was upset somebody else is going to fuck his mom. I well, think so. But, yes, but think I about think. think about the initial murder. It yeah. Happened, you know, exactly. When, he when says, she oh, was... mom's at it again. Yep. Yeah. He says mom's right? a hoe. So yeah, she is. <laughs> She is. Uh, and also, I can't explain why, because, uh, you know, she's fucking out of her mind, you know. So, yeah. you know, either either that shit's made of gold or or her last or, name or, is or, Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't understand it because she I mean, <sighs> look, man, I, we'll talk I, about I've been. Later. I've been to some dark places on the Internet <laughs> and I can and I can. I can very, very confidently tell you, nicotine-stained teeth, not a, not a niche I've ever found. Okay, only because you brought up teeth. <laughs> can we, for a moment, talk about the Thanksgiving dinner where there are close-ups of everybody's face and everybody's teeth are just way too big? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's got these weird, like, 
veneers, but they're like they're all yellowing. So it's mm-hmm. like they're not veneers, right? Because <laughs> veneers are always very pristinely white, but they're just everybody's just got these big chompers, and it was just very unsettling for me. I was like, you guys need to just put them away. Like, don't smile. Just don't just know I need another scene. Like, I did not enjoy that. It made me feel very uncomfortable. You know, you know what I think that is, is I, I think it's a, a cinematographer or a director. I'm not sure if he handled the camera work himself, who is unsure of what lens to use for the situation. Uh, because when you're doing those like really tight shots, you, you can't use uh, those lenses because uh, it distorts everything. Buster Rhymes disagrees, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they didn't you look like woodchucks. Shot, right? <laughs> yeah, nobody looked like a woodchuck in those fisheye lenses, though. Like, so they knew what they were doing. Yeah, eh. you know, it, it's it's just there's there's like you said, it, this is this was a bunch of this, this movie seems to have stemmed from some sort of drug fueled night of creating an outline of a film and then just stumbling ass backwards into the money to get to make it. And it's like, Oh fuck. Somebody just wrote us a big ass check. Like we actually have to do <laughs> to make this. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you told me this was a student film, I believe you. Yeah. With that. Yes, I, I would, I would. Um, yeah. and, and, and in a lot of ways, like it's, it's production quality is equal to the, the other Ted Raimi, uh, film we mentioned uh evil dead although evil dead is far superior there's a in, story in just yes. about every way it's got a great story uh you know but but it's in that kind of low budget you know mm-hmm. we're kind of like figuring things out as we go sort of way which again uh, you mentioned i think that's a very big you know early 80s thing where mm-hmm. you know all of a sudden filmmaking became i think a little bit more accessible to the average person like i mean mm-hmm. we, we talk about it nowadays where anybody i mean we've seen the, the iphone 13 ca- you know commercials yeah. where it's like oh i'm filming an entire action sequence on my on my mobile phone i think that era was maybe the first germ of that where everybody mm-hmm. could now have access to those cameras and then to that editing equipment in a way that maybe 50s and 60s you really had to kind of had that that budget to be able to to figure it out yeah well, you, you you had guys that were kind of like trailblazers, like mm-hmm. uh, guys like Wes Craven, Sean Cunningham, right. uh, Sam Raimi. These guys were were literally uh, inventing mm-hmm. uh, how how you make uh, the modern horror movie as as they were doing it. You mm-hmm. know, they there were there were no rules, and yet they were writing the rule book. So um, so I think a lot of guys kind of you know took that, and then you had people who were willing to finance it, who were not in the film industry. Right. And so you had these films that were then made and couldn't be distributed because these, uh, these, these studios were like, we're not going to fucking push this yeah, shit man. out. It's, it's garbage. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is why <laughs> the role code ones... didn't exist yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh fuck. I love Carol Co. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and canon oh canon canon yes. yes yes oh the great canon films oh, it's a great documentary oh. about canon film yes uh yeah cool. i i love that documentary fuck what was it called i can't remember now they did two of them there were two of them and they took like yeah. slightly different approaches uh but in the end you saw uh Menaheim, uh what's his name uh both oh, those I- guys yeah, they, they were just fucking nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. they did whatever the hell they wanted to do and two, called it a two day. crazy Israelis who were like, "We make movie." 
<laughs> Why not? Yeah. Stallone, you make movie for us. So, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, we've covered plot acting. Um, I've, I've been, I've been being generous with these terms. Yeah. To, uh, to, to, to get into this, uh, particularly, uh, for, uh, Shit, what did you say? Her name was Louise Lasser. Louise Lasser. Right. Uh, but uh, but Debona, I, I will be a gentleman and 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 I am not gonna go first. What are your thoughts on the acting in this movie? <laughs> All right, so filled somebody cinema. somebody <laughs> in the in the in, in the, 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 the great brain trust that it was that decided this film should exist. There was somebody who watched this boy. Uh, named Mark Soper and was like, not only can this dude act, but this motherfucker is going to be two different people. <laughs> um, he it, also, by the way, he went on to star in like primetime soaps in the eighties. Hey, okay, well, so that, so they, I guess they, I guess they saw him, and you know, I mean, you can, you can only do so much, you know, with ten pounds in a five pound bag, right? So, um, <laughs> if, if, if he went on to do great things, and good for him, because it sure did that. That did not come from this movie. This movie did not make this man sizzle real. I can guarantee you that. Um, <laughs> you know, you can attribute some of it to writing. You can attribute some of it to to not, but man. Uh, the, the tally, I believe was four times, four times. I believe he said, that's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> yes. Yep. Delivered exactly the same every time as if actually speaking to someone when they weren't there. And at no point in the movie, <laughs> did anybody actually ever say, yo, is that cranberry sauce? Um, <laughs> also, that would have made more sense if his initial kill had happened at Thanksgiving. Right. Like if he had like, if he'd like gone back, like if he'd like walked through the dining room. Right, and they're like, right. "Oh, you got cranberry sauce in your shirt." And then he gets to the bathroom, and he's like, "Oh, that's not cranberry, that's not cranberry sauce. sauce." No, he kills someone, goes back to the bathroom by himself, and then just says it to himself, and just and just smirks like it's just the most clever thing ever. First time, sure, okay, yeah, but then he just keeps going with it. Um, there's there, there's a, a lot to be said about some of the acting, I guess. Um. You, you've got like, I, I mean, you know, it's interesting to find out that, that some of the people in it were just, uh, you know, crew members that kind of get cast into these positions. Right. Because there's there's some things that are partially the acting and partially the set in this movie with the guy, um, the guy who's the, the sugar to the potential, the potential mm -hmm. sugar daddy. He's sitting there on a couch. It's apparently only four inches off the ground because the dude's knees are in his chest. <laughs> <laughs> and when he walks in, he's not that much no. taller than like no. you would think the average person. And is. then and then it's like, all right, here's your moment, man. He's like, hmm, never had coconut liquor before. And he's just, <laughs> Creme de menta. Like, yeah, and he's, just, he's just reading liquor bottles and do, it's like do, do you drink it neat or on <laughs> yeah. the rocks? No, that's for I mean, children. Just like you know, like I, I, I will say, I will say, you know, like the uh, the 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 teenagers. I guess they're all seventeen, right? Like uh, they they did their job convincingly enough. Um, as as naive seventeen year olds, uh, regardless of how old they actually looked. I I, I will give it to um the 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 actress who played the mother. Um, that. You know, if she was supposed to be playing it like she was totally out of her mind, 
um, and thoroughly, deeply, madly, um, Savage Garden style in love with uh, her son, then uh, then she nailed it. I I have to say, I think that, you know, you were saying earlier about like the story. I think this movie has two stories. It has the story of the slasher, you know, the whole the whole situation. And then it has Luis Lasser um, in her, you know, portrait of a slowly manic woman, a play in three rooms. <laughs> because <laughs> she is literally there are literally just scenes where I'm like, okay, she filmed this in like an hour and a half. Cause it's literally just her in her bedroom vacuuming and taught and like, no, no, he can't be. Then calling, I guess, everyone in her phone book in the living room after she took a shower. <laughs> then she's in the kitchen eating, which I was like, is this a John Waters movie now? Like it, it just I'm telling you, like that's I I had the exact same I, thought. I was like Wait, what, what? What is happening? Right, like, don't get me wrong. I've been she in that knows, situation after Thanksgiving, yeah. where I've just been sitting I've bare ass seen, on the, the floor in front I've, of the fridge. I've seen and criticized. We've, we've, all, okay? we've yeah. all been there. We've all been that drunk that we're just sitting in front of the fridge, yes. door wide open. You're like, how old is this slice of turkey? And it didn't matter. No. Uh, so it's like either, either she. As an actress, either she's completely horrible or she's a genius. Like, I can't figure it out with those scenes, right? Because it's either either she knows something nobody else knows on right. set, or she just was, or she's just like, no, this is just as bad as it is, and I'm just gonna do it. Like, I, I and I can't figure it out. I can't figure I, it out. I I think I figured it out. And, <laughs> um, where the exorcist had Ellen Bernstein. <laughs> to uh, kind of, you know, give that gravitas, you know, okay. Oscar award winner, you know, playing the, uh, the beleaguered mother. Blood Rage had <laughs> Louise Lasser doing acting? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was, but to me, it reminds, it, like, Imagine what any person would do, and she did not that. <laughs> well, this is some. I mean, again, and, it, doesn't, and, it doesn't mean anything, but she studied at some like prestigious acting school in New York, like method actor. She was married to Woody Allen for a couple of years, so like mm -hmm. she has a quote unquote background, right? Like, and there's so, a resume there, right? That's why I'm like, either she is doing something genius that we don't understand. Or not. I think, I, 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 but, and, and you know, that's it's it's I, I haven't seen any of her other work, so it's very possible that she is a a, a, a fucking genius, you know. But I, I think that what we've all seen you and McGregor act, right? Yes. I mean, we've seen train spotting, you know. Uh we've name a fucking movie. He's he's incredible in it, but we've also seen the Phantom Menace. And attack of the clones all right right there's only so much you can do with the material that you're given and so, i think that a, a lot of the really poor acting here comes from the fact that these characters are written in totally inhuman ways no one interacts or behaves the way that they are written in this movie okay just <laughs> speaking of not behaving in, in a way that makes any sense even for a psychopath they're Terry's ability 
to just stroll into frame like fucking Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's there's not a locked door in this world that Terry can't find a way around. And I think he teleports. Never, yeah, and he's never in any hurry. And he always just like strolls into frame, you know, like kind of almost out of focus in the background a lot of times. But he <laughs> at one point when he's chasing the girl, he chases her into a bathroom where obviously she has to be. There's no other way out. And what did he do? Stops to take a piss and then leaves. Like, what? Dude, she's in there. Of course she's in there. Where else would she have gone? And he's like, also what? world's quietest baby. Yeah, right. Yeah. Loud yeah, the whole time. That's that like, baby. hey, go, go, go in this cabinet. Okay. <laughs> my favorite part was when they cut to the baby, though, in the apartment. The baby you can hear is crying, but has a pacifier not in moving. its mouth. No, no. Not, and not moving fine. a bit. It's fine. Yeah. My, my favorite thing about Terry was that uh after every round of uh of unaliving he he goes back to his house to shower yeah and change, change. and yes. he does his hair he blow dries his hair and 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 he sprays whatever the fuck he's spraying you know so glow or whatever if he didn't blow dry and his hair we wouldn't know which one was terry and which no, one was todd no, we, we dude wouldn't, we wouldn't. i know todd was in an insane asylum or what have you but did they not have any conditioner because homeboy had some <laughs> greasy ass hair <laughs> I mean, and that's not Florida humidity, okay? That's swamp just... of Jacksonville, baby. Duval. No, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a Miami boy. I know humidity, and I've never had greasy hair like that. Okay, I don't care. Shit, no, Mm-mm. no. Um, yeah, if, for me, the the biggest offender were, when when it comes to acting was definitely Louise Lasser. To me, it was um, she reminded me of the guy who owned uh, the camp in. Uh, sleepaway camp (laughs) there were there were certain uh like line deliveries and and i couldn't pick up on it at first um and it was only this time that i picked up on it i guess because it had been so close in time since since we saw sleepaway camp because i see sleepaway camp all the time uh you know I'll, i'll watch it like two or three times a year but it's usually so far removed from blood rage i mean the last time i saw blood rage was probably three years ago okay you know so um I just hadn't put two and two together. And I was like, fuck, who is she reminding me of? Like, because this is terrible. But I'm like, it's 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 so bad. It reminds me of another bad performance. Like, I don't often think that way. And it finally came to me. And it was that fucking guy, Sleepaway Camp. And and her delivery is is exactly the same. You know, it's, it's, uh, but this is an emergency, you know, <laughs> like great. also, also, and again, this comes back to writing. I understand she has to do what the script tells her, but why not just get the fuck up and walk to the office? That's what, why, that's like, why right. are you having this meltdown in the middle of your, your living room when you can just take like a three minute. Terry made it the there office. and back in no time. And he yeah. committed a murder in the middle, a gruesome <laughs> murder. And posed a dead body to be like holding his head yes which i was like you know what that's talent sir kudos kudos to you (laughs) as a serial killer who has the time to pose his victims that way yeah you know it's just just... there was there there were so many weird you know nuance is probably the wrong word because that makes you think about something good Um, good. (laughs) but but there were just there were just so many quirks 
to uh, yeah. to the I, ways that people behaved. I have to say my favorite quirk, I'm going to use that word quirk, is literally the last scene that the, the girlfriend is in, right? Mm-hmm. So again, again, spoiler alert for this 30 plus year movie that nobody's going to watch. Um, <laughs> after, like, so the mother comes in the pool area, she kills the murder, the, the, the murderer son, right, Terry? That was the, the one yep. who was actually... actually no, the- she kills... She, yeah, she kills, she kills Terry. She kills Terry, she does, yes, yes. thinking it was Todd, and then she, you know, starts hugging Todd and saying, "Oh, Terry!" And then Todd's all like, "No, I'm, I'm Todd. I can't even I'm keep it Todd. straight in my own. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. I'm Todd." Right. So then she grabs the gun and shoots herself, right, because she can't live with what she's done. But my favorite does this. She starts saying, "I'm Todd" with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. There, there's a psychological thriller plot that is. There's something there that is maybe shot and edited out. No, 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 no. This is this is remnants of what you guys were saying, which is somebody had an idea for something. And then, again, remember, this is the final draft, guys. There was a worse version of this movie. Um, <laughs> I, always, I always tell that to people when they're like, this thing was horrible. I'm like, and just think, this is the final version. There was a part of this that we're like, we need to revise it. Um, but my favorite part is after the mother shoots herself and then the, um, the final girl, she's holding yeah. the baby. She literally makes a face that says fuck this and walks out of the pool yeah, area yeah like she's not horrified she's not running to catch you know to call a cop or whatever she's just literally like i'm not dealing with this bullshit bye like this she's, is my baby now yeah she right like i have a child now bye bitches <laughs> i'm done like <laughs> happy thanksgiving i'm going to black friday like it's just she's done i, I, I love i love it I, I, I did I, what one of my favorites, like when, when you look at some of the side characters in this movie, as often happens in a slasher, is you've got somebody whose entire character is like one personality trait. And the one girl who literally the only thing she could say was, I told you I love to party. You know? Oh. <laughs> She's like, I majored in partying. When are we going to party? And I'm like, okay, I see you, right? Get your freak on, Andrea. Do you. But like, <laughs> they're like, it's just, it's so funny sometimes the way that like somebody's like, well, we need, you know, we, we need the, we need the kind of skanky girl, right? And then she's okay, like, but how, but we, how skanky have was the jock she? yet? What? No, yeah. no jock. Okay. Let's, let's write him in. Let's write in the yeah. jock. But how skanky is she if when the murderer first walks into that apartment, she offers him a Bloody Mary? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what enough. are you, an 80 year old woman at brunch? Like, she, <laughs> she's like, hey, I've got vodka and tomato juice i'm like <laughs> gross like why <laughs> this isn't even your house yeah and exactly just- <laughs> and those are the two things you found <laughs> oh is that what that woman is using to seduce sugar daddies fucking tomato yes. juice and like, creme de menthe and creme de menthe yeah <laughs> those drinks could not be more 80s if they tried oh no. my god the, the 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 fact that like the her 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 uh you know like foreign liquor collection was like a centerpiece <laughs> yes! on the coffee table it's like oh i like what you did with the plate oh what's this oh exotic liqueur <laughs> <laughs> she might as well have had a goddamn can of tab on the thing <laughs> <laughs> But her her shoulder pads were on point. The one was. shoulder yeah. pad, the yes. one shoulder pad, because the other one was off off. Yes, and her, actually, I, I, very so, fashionable. Well, this was eighty three. I think she was actually a little ahead of the time because I feel like that was probably eighty four, eighty five when that really started to you know catch on. So it well, sure hurt. 
Her Fredericks I, I of Hollywood better knowledge. Her Fredericks of Hollywood order was on point. I mean, <laughs> I miss Fredericks of Hollywood. Okay, it, oh, man. Fredericks of Hollywood was the catalog equivalent of that drive-in. Yes, yes, it was. It was, yeah, it was yeah. just sex. Fredericks of Fredericks in, of Hollywood is part of what made me a man. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, me too. It was, <laughs> So from 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 what was what was you know undeniably terrible about the movie to something that was very very good at times um in the movie and that is the special effects. Yes. This is this is where you can tell there was there was a love mm-hmm. for what was being made. Yeah. Um so you know with 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 the attention that was paid to certain special effects what what caught your eye what what stood out for you as special effects in this movie ish? Well, I got to say for the dollar 25 budget that they had the special effects were good. Like, again, I, I think that may even be why we had the special effects guy as an actor and the producer as an actor, because they're like, shit, we blew the budget. Um, well, you know, interestingly, the special effects guy said, you can find some of these interviews out there in, uh, you know, the web of um, He says that he kind of had this idea that in his career, uh, and this was not the first movie he had done. He was approached specifically because this was supposed to be a special effects heavy movie. Mm-hmm. He said that he kind of wanted to do almost like an Alfred Hitchcock thing where he had a cameo in each movie that he did special effects in. Oh, okay. Ah. And this was the last movie that he had a cameo in. <laughs> <laughs> was it also the first? Was it? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was like a one and done type of deal. Uh, but no, I mean, no, but it, the, it killed that career. It killed that career. Never say your dreams out loud, kids. That's yeah. what that, that's what the moral of the story is. I think the effects were good. I mean, all things considered, you know, like I said, you can tell this was not. This isn't a movie that had a budget, right? Quote unquote. This is a movie where they had to be very judicious. Um, again, I don't know what Louise Lasser's, you know going rate was by that point but she was the biggest name so i'm sure it costs you know substantially more than everybody else and and yet the special effects you know like that the um, the, the first scene not well not, not the first scene not the the drive-in scene but the scene where he just goes in and chops the hand off of the his mom's boyfriend that was really well done yeah i mean again within perspective right like let's let's keep all things on a spectrum yeah let's keep right. expectations at, a, at an attainable level you know and even the when when he chops this is great chops the therapist in half which i don't know how he did <laughs> I, kept, sure. I kept i kept doing the same thing i was like yo where did he get that machete yeah i'm like how <laughs> how I, I, Jason hasn't even done that, and 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 it's. He's I've seen an awful bigger. lot of, uh, of of forged in fire, all right, <laughs> and and even the best the best blacksmiths in this country have a hard time there, making steel there that was, durable. There were samurai taking notes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ninjas are like wow we're you know jealous. you know it's he's had a lot of practice all right he's been doing this since he was seven all right once and, he and did it, it once well seven. but <laughs> when you perfect something why change it right uh and, and it, it's form it's form it is know? form it's, it is you form. Know, you got to make sure that you know you're just you're you chopping you swing, the right you, direction. you chop through yeah through. like you're chopping something behind <laughs> yes the exactly exactly you're you're, you're always looking you know, past yes, the point yes. that you're going to chop at. Sorry, Ish. 
I, I, I mean, look, the overall, no, listen, God knows it's, this is, this is more entertaining than the movie. Um, so, no, but it, you know, it, it, it was, it was good effects. I mean, I, I can't, I can't take it away from, you know, from the effect. And I, I think there might be a lag going on right now. So I apologize for that. Um, but I can't take that away from, from the movie. It, it, for what it had and for what it was, it had some really good. Oh, and we lost this. He, he, he did lag out. All right, well, go ahead with yeah. special effects. We'll keep an eye on when we come back. Yeah, so I, I, I have to agree. I think that the special effects were actually pretty good for, uh, for, for what they were, and I, I think that they were really ambitious, maybe overly ambitious, uh, which is why you get a special effect where, like, normally a slasher would just show us the hand being chopped off. They didn't stop there. No, you know? he was like, no, no, let's take this a step further. We're going to see the hand kind of like still alive. You know, it's still got blood in it and it's going to crunch that that beer can. That's really cool. Pry you know? this old style from my cold, dead fingers. <laughs> in, in the end, it ends up looking a little cheesy. You know, also that beer had to have been like really, really warm because <laughs> it had been sitting on his desk for quite some time. Yes. Uh, you know, because he went through all of Thanksgiving dinner and came yeah. back. Uh, so talk about, you know, earning his fucking nursing degree. <laughs> uh, hey, Ish, glad to have you back. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I was, I was having a lag there and I was like, ah, it's coming. That's okay. Uh, so we, we were, we were just mentioning that, um, there was ambition when it mm -hmm. came to mm -hmm. these, oh, to yeah. these effects that it, it, it they took, it a, they took it a step further than just what the uh, what the casual slasher would do. Um, well, and, like seeing the hand crunch the beer. And uh, yeah. And later on, when we revisit that scene and we find out that he didn't just like hit him in the head with the machete, he split his head. He's bisected. And I mean, and like when that head falls open, I mean, I was. I gasped. I was yeah. like, oh shit. Like, yeah, that, like, that looks that looks like gray matter. You it know? did. Yeah. Like, they, it looks they, like brain. They did a they did an awesome job with that one. And yeah, you know, the entrails when she got cut in half, a lot of that stuff was 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 done very, very well. Yeah. Now I can't do her it. Act, her acting, her flailing about was awful. But the <laughs> but the actual effect of like seeing her legs kind of kick out a little bit. And yeah. and seeing her still flopping around like a fish out of water, like that was yeah. that was actually pretty good. I I really enjoyed, uh, like there's there's so much. I think I like that she kept her heels on because she's a lady. Damn it! Yes. <laughs> uh, the the scene where where her assistant uh, gets it in the stomach is really cool. Yes, that's a great scene. You you see him thrust and the cut is so perfect. Yeah. Because then they, they do that like double take and now you're seeing it from the other side and you're seeing the machete come through him. And it's 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 a it's a great use of editing and special effects mm -hmm. at the same time. Uh the the head I think really looks like that guy. I so rarely do you see those like stunt heads, those dummy heads actually mm -hmm. look like the person that they're supposed to look like. That yeah. may be I, why it was his last cameo. He may not be with it, us it anymore. Be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think it's because it was the special effect guy where he was like, you know what? I can take the time to do this myself. I don't have to coax uh, an actor into sitting here and getting the plaster and, and all that stuff. You know, uh, it was it was done 
properly. So to, to me, that is where this movie really shines, which is one of the reasons why I do come back to this movie. As bad as the acting is, the acting is laughably bad. Like it is that bad, you know, uh, I'm not sure that it quite circles round to like, is there something going on here? I, I think it's just like, no, no, no. It just fucking sucks. Like it's, it's so bad. Let's laugh at it. And then you can actually sit back and enjoy the gore. Yeah. Um, so let's let's assume for a second. I, I I know very little about filmmaking, but I know that very rarely are movies just filmed in the order that they happen. Right. But let's just assume for a second that they did that with this movie. If that's the case, we can only assume that all money budgeted for special effects was gone by the final pool house scene, because while so many of the special effects were good, can we take a second to point out how fucking bad that wig was when Terry and Todd were fighting on the double of Todd? It was it was perfectly like slick. It looked like one you just go to Spirit and buy like a perfectly okay. slick black, and it was a completely different color. It was like gray. How dare you besmirch the name of Spirit Halloween wigs? <laughs> You're gonna how say that in the city where Casa de los Trucos. Dare is? you, sir? Yes. How dare you? That was not even a shake and go wig. Okay. You're right. You're right. It wasn't even that good. Um, and so, so that like that. I mean, I it was, it was a literal laugh out loud moment for me when they're when they're struggling and whichever and, one's back to us has got this terrible wig and the gunshot. The gunshots. That's exactly oh, where I was going so next. Bad. So not only was the sound the sound timing completely off, but there was no cell to it, right? It's like either this mm -hmm. woman is a G that has been firing a gun <laughs> forever and knows exactly how that thing's going to kick and has tensed every muscle perfectly well, or it just never occurred to them that that's not what Guns a gun firing looks yeah. like. Yeah. Well, I think recoil, a little bit of a muzzle flash. It's a small gun, but yeah. give me something. I think what may have happened, and again, a lot of this is conjecture, right? I did read in, in the great resource that is Wikipedia that the director actually had a conflict with Louise Lasser at one point. And like, there was a time there where I think she wasn't going to do another, you know, she wasn't going to finish it out or he walked away. He's like, I'm not coming back to set until blah, blah, blah. So I think this may have even been during that time frame where they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Just get her on set. Just fucking have her shoot the gun. Call it a day, and we can just wrap. We'll fix right. this. You know? Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. do. What, yeah. We'll fix it in post. Exactly. We'll do what we can. Yeah. I think it, there's no other explanation for it, right? Because I, I can almost see her just maybe being a nightmare to work with again. And I say that based on things I've read about her, like on SNL and everything. Like she's historically was not easy to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can see these people, especially on this shoestring budget, just being like, dude. Louise, just 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 show up. Just say I'm Todd for five minutes, and, and <laughs> I mean, you know, and that, you can that go makes home. an awful lot of sense because the majority of her scenes she did by herself. Yeah, you no, know, she's not working with anyone except, uh, you know, whatever operator, phone operator was like on the other side of the phone in her head. I'm Which, sure she was talking was to somebody. I'm sure somebody was talking to her up here. All right, she's fucking lost it. Yeah. Um. So that that makes an awful lot of sense to me. Uh, but sp speaking of the pool, there was another special effect that I really like when he chops with the machete at uh, who is it, Andrea? Yes. And and we see as he chops that there's a cut that comes across oh, yeah, her yeah, face. Yeah. 
um that the the special effects guy says he goes i i ripped that right out of the playbook of the exorcist he goes you know they hmm. they did the same thing when it came to like splashing the holy water on reagan you know, all you do is you put a little bit of false skin on and then with some fishing wire just pull and it comes right off it's a real easy special effect but it looks so good and i i think that he's he was really good at knowing his craft and, yeah. and it, it, it comes off really really great well, and and in special effects and the kills is when we get the that like I said when when I started it was just that's where we get that there there was a love for what was being mm -hmm. made here, um it, it just in the fact that they were like not only are we gonna kill people it's gonna be theatric yeah. we're gonna kill a guy off camera and then we're gonna hang his head up with extension cords you know we're gonna we're gonna slice a woman in half like we're gonna axe this dude in the face multiple mm -hmm. times those those axe wounds like on the yeah. guy's head in the dude. the drive and killed they're good uh and and uh and it's it's so it, it is so easy to forget that there there were some awesome silver linings in this movie and all of them were special effects but it, it's i mean there, there was some there were some very very well crafted kills and and effects to sell those kills yeah well and 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 it was um it was planned that way uh, the special effects artist. And you know what? I keep saying the special effects artist. Let me fucking look up his name because he deserves that respect. Uh, Ed French. That was his name. Okay. Uh, he, he says that, uh, you know, everything was storyboarded so meticulously for, oh, wow. for this movie that uh, he doesn't have the storyboards anymore, but they were there on set and and they they shot it according to the storyboards and mm -hmm. one of the things that he wanted you mentioned the you know the hack and slash at the beginning of the movie uh inside the car daniel that's one of the things that he said he he wanted to set the tone right away because these slashers had moved in the direction of using dummies ah. when, when it came to uh when it came to those like head blows and things like that and he really wanted to use uh like the old school tom savini way of doing things mm -hmm. of like prosthetics on someone's face and and that's the way they filmed it man i, lo I love a practical effect speaking, yeah speaking yeah. of putting respect on this guy's name he was the he was the makeup artist on sleepaway camp he oh. is he is oscar nominated <laughs> there you go for, he is oscar nominated for star trek six undiscovered country t2 germinate germinator germinator <laughs> t2 judgment day um he he did that one too and did salvation Shit. uh terminator salvation i mean there, yeah. there's don't get me wrong there's some misses in here he also did white chicks and uh the dewey cox movie <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? Yeah, right. To, to stay in horror, Amityville Two, the possession. Yeah. Uh, there's some really great special effects in that movie. Yeah, uh, the the possession special effects that are going on in that uh, are are really really yeah, great. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, so that yeah. Again, we're we're looking we're looking at the mom and we're looking at this makeup artist, right? Like that's and granted, this was only a second movie, so he may not have been pulling a, a huge amount yet, but he did go on to to do some awesome things. So yeah. Yeah, no, everybody's got to start somewhere yeah well and 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 speaking of other awesome things filmmaking <laughs> right uh direction, when he claps his hands that way i get a little worried uh know. direction cinematography uh editing scoring right none of I, this I, was involved in the movie right i i, <laughs> I, I kind of lumped this all together um is there anything that stands out 
um, as being something that you were like, oh, that caught my eye or that caught my ear or something like that? Or or do you think it was just all bad? Uh, Debona? When you look at the technical choices made in this movie, uh, it, it's it's pretty easy to just kind of say that that so much of it is just like thrown into a blender and and, and it just kind of gets it all just kind of gets mixed up. I, in my opinion, there was nothing really stand out about the scoring. Um, some of the, like I said, just some of the directorial choices are, are head scratchers. I, the, the, okay. So when, when they, when, uh, when the final girl, when she finds Greg and Andrea's body, we, we watch them get killed on the diving board. We watch mm-hmm. Greg fall into the pool. So at some point, Terry had to go into the pool and drag Greg's body out to position him in the, in this sauna, just mm-hmm. so they could like make these jokes about them having sex in the sauna or whatever. Right? Like, Okay, like yeah, the, you're if if you, you maybe you don't think about that, but I was like that dude was in the pool. But like, in all fairness, we saw how good he was with a hairdryer. That is true. That so, is true. Um, I I don't know that there's <laughs> anything that really stands out from a technical perspective on this one. I, I feel like it. I feel like it's all just kind of boilerplate stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is what horror movie music sounds like in the eighties. Like uh, this Lots is of synth. yeah, you know yeah. this is this is this is how the story should progress. You know, we should slide in under 90 minutes. Just, just all of those things, just not, none of it felt special. Yeah. I got to agree with you. I mean, I think it was, and the editing could have used a little second round. Um, the, I mean, like I said earlier, the, the makeup on party girl, when they just decide they're like, Hey, we're going to, we were, we were really horny, but we're yeah, gonna we were stop so horny <laughs> to put on this makeup to scare these people. And like literally from one scene to the next, her makeup is different. It, it, it's like, it, 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 and that's an easy fix, right? I mean, I think in the grand scheme of it all. And like in the opening scene, for instance, when the two kids are in the back of the station wagon, supposedly they think they're asleep, there's like a BB gun or a shotgun on, on top of the blanket. It looks, like, then, an, it looks like an M16. And it, yeah. Yeah, something. And then, and then when they go back, back it's not there and and it's like okay and i i hate to say you know what's that old theory where it's like if you show me a gun in act one you better use that gun in act yeah. three like type of deal and it's no it's just there they and did then bring it's not it there. back though because apparently the mom was like oh let me get that toy gun out of the station wagon and put it back in his bedroom as he goes to the asylum because it was on his shelf i know i saw it on the shelf and i was like that's, a, that's the same bb gun okay yeah, no no put it on the shelf yeah sure why not but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Like I gotta say, David. I mean, you know, again, last time I was on, we talked Sleepaway Camp, and you've said it yourself, and I've even said it. Like, I've rewatched Sleepaway Camp a couple times. I enjoy watching Sleepaway Camp. I don't know that I would watch this movie again. <laughs> there's, there's, I... there's one way I would, and I'm not, mm-hmm. and I would say, I, like, if if we all got together, right, and we're like, let's just get totally drunk and order a pizza that, that, that and... is that is what this movie's for but i don't need that for sleepaway camp like sleepaway camp <laughs> no, i can watch no, you by myself right. you know and this movie is one of those it only like... enhances sleepaway camp yeah, yeah. and like I, I i will only watch this again if it's with a group of people who are like let's watch a cheesy horror movie and i'm like have i got a treat for you <laughs> right, right. Yeah. um so i i actually think that there's um a couple of shots that show potential mm-hmm. for uh, for for maybe you know a, a blossoming filmmaker that never came to be. 
Um, very early on, like when he's hacking away at this guy, mm -hmm. right? We see that blood just splash across the the popcorn bucket. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, and and I thought, you know what, man, that's so indicative of the type of movie this is, right? It's it's popcorn fair. This is right. not highbrow entertainment. And you've come here for blood, and we're gonna give you blood. Like to me, that was like almost like a symbolic thing. Like it was very artistic, in mm -hmm. in in my point of view. Now, there's not a lot of that in the movie, but but there is some of that. Like there's there's this really great shot uh, during the whole chase with um, uh, what was her name? The the final girl. Um, Sure, that could be yeah, her name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Karen. The, the, Karen. Karen. The 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 chase with Karen. Of course, it right. Was. When when he pulls <laughs> the when he pulls the machete out of the baby's mother, I think that's a really good shot. It's a really great shot of him pulling that machete out of her chest, and then the camera pans up to him, and he's got this like really crazed look on his face. That's a great shot, and then it's followed up by her. I guess she figures she can hide just like next to, like an armoire. <laughs> yes like uh, now, that's gonna fucking uh, hide her yeah i will the shot where, where, he, where she's high and he just kind of again the, strolls the, into frame the, yeah. yeah but the the knife comes in and the camera shifts focus like twice yeah. in that shot and and it's actually a, a, a pretty good shot where you know the camera's focused on her the knife comes into frame and then you wonder the focus... is that cranberry sauce on the knife right <laughs> like oh wait no 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 i've seen this that's cranberry sauce that's cranberry sauce. Um, and he didn't ask the question there. Um, <laughs> oddly enough. So, uh, you know, it shifts the focus to, to the machete. And then as he cross, he finishes crossing the screen, the camera, you know, shifts focus back to her. We see the horror on her face. And then she runs away, right? So I think that's, that's, a, pretty, that's a pretty good shot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, the way that it, it's filmed where um you know the 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 horny couple as soon as she opens the sauna door the way that they're laid out the the angle at which it's shot that it's very low and it's almost like distorting their their bodies mm -hmm. it's i i think that there's possibility here there's uh there's you can see that there were ideas and that there's there's a little bit of an artist in there who maybe just you know never met his full potential yeah. and uh you know said, but i think that's but but i think that's what we've been saying all three of us really is yeah this, this seems like something that had a very valid idea there was an idea there there was there was something different especially for the time right because it was the first oh. time we it was still in its infancy it was 83 there was an idea the special effects were good. The, the, like, it just, somewhere along the line, it just fell apart. Yeah. You know, and I, I, it's one of those where, like, this this seems like one of those good intentions type of situations where it did not come together. Yeah. And so, you know, we look at the fact that this movie is is from 83. And so we're at an 80s slasher. So we got to finish up with with the. Were category. either of you even born when this movie was filmed? I was born in '83. Um, I was so born when it came out in '87. Depends depends on when it was filmed. I was I was born in I was born in June of '83. So it's you know it was it was it was a brisk fall. Let's assume um, they. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the hell but, with both of you. I was already four years old. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're in '80 slasher territory. That means before we go, we've got to do boobs and blood. 
So of when course. you when you when you look at the use of blood, the the quantities of said blood, and the 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 number of boobs, and just just skin in general, you know how does how does this one stack up, Ish? That is a great word, uh, stack, because <laughs> there there's a lot of very stacked women in this. Um, it, it it definitely gives you your 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 fair share. It's weird because it's not. I, I, a part of me wants to say it's gratuitous, but the other part wants to say it's not. Because really, there's only about, what, two, maybe three shots of boobs? Yeah, like this? Very, yeah, um, very beginning in the car, right? Um, Andrea yeah. showering and then, um, at one point, and then Andrea's body again later. So. Yeah. So a total of three boobs, two of three, them we three see boob, twice. Right, three boob shots. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, the way you said it, it sounds like it's a total recall thing. Um, <laughs> I also have to thank you guys for, yet again, giving me a movie that has the... Um, the, the the early 80s you know boys in short shorts and crop tops mm -hmm. when because... i saw short shorts crop tops and high socks i was like yes here you go come on bring it ish because <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's a fetish that is now living inside of me very deeply um like that that opening scene where they're all playing football it was just like I understand the drive-in scene because everyone here is hot and if they all showed up at the drive-in we're all having sex. It's there just, yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously, I mean, the blood, it's, it, we, we've been saying it, the, the, the biggest saving grace of this movie is the special effects. And, and that inherently goes hand in hand with, with the blood quotient. I mean, it's, it's weird because there's a lot of, there's a lot of blood, but it all seems within the realm of, of the, the kills, right? Like it, it's, and some of them are almost afterwards. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. where, where with the with with that wonderful therapist, um, you know, you don't see her get killed, right? But it's there afterwards. So there's something about that that it's it's weird, but I just want to say it's a little less gratuitous because you're not seeing it in the moment, and so it's a little mm -hmm. more like, oh, we're showing up after it happened. It's still gross looking and all that, but it's not as in your face as you know, the opening scene with the axe or when he chops off the hand with the machete and, and, yeah. and things like that. So I don't know. Uh, for me, I, I think uh, actually it's, it's not as gratuitous with its sex as a lot of other 80s slashers are. I think it's a little bit more reserved, but I, I think what is, what is given is like extended shots of nudity, right? Because when, when she's in the shower, Right, that's that's a pretty extended shot that yeah. you're seeing there, and 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 you get full frontal, right? Uh, uh, you very rarely, you know, got Bush in these movies, yeah, right? Bush. And 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 you got Bush, you know, oh, yeah. So um, you also very rarely for uh for a movie at this time got to see some dick too. Wait, you there know? was dick in this movie? Yeah, did you miss it when apparently uh, when, when when he kills uh when he kills what's this guy by the pool? Greg. When he, when he flops into the the pool, there's something else flopping over there with him. All right, Dave, moving forward, you have to tell me these things ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> All right? The worse the movie, the quicker the peen notice has to come because otherwise <laughs> there's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> Yeah, well, I got. I, I got to be honest. I forget about it every time until it happens. I'm like, "There's the guy's dick." Hey, <laughs> um, you know, I will say the, the commitment to nudity uh, in this movie is is fascinating from the jump. Uh, not only do we get a very quick boob, but also like the concept of like 
having sex at a drive-in where apparently everybody's having sex, but getting completely ass naked yes, to yeah. have sex in the back of your... I've had sex in a car. You don't tend to take off all, all your, your clothes. clothes. Especially no. if you're opening the window. Yes, especially if the window is open. <laughs> Right, you you get out the parts that you need out. But you know what? I feel like that. I, I feel like that just that's just what happened at that drive-in. I feel like there was it was just that yeah. drive-in. It was a clothing optional drive-in. Like <laughs> they may have shown up that way. And then, <laughs> and then the fact that when the kid pokes his head in, the guy's just like, "Hey, get out of here!" Yeah, <laughs> does not miss a beat. No, 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 no. Stroking away. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. you're the pervert. <laughs> You're the pervert, not me, who's buck-ass naked, ass just fucking flailing over here as I go to town on my old lady. <laughs> no, but nobody's going to notice because everybody else is doing the same right, shit. Right, exactly. Yeah, Every, everybody else too busy being naked in their backseats. Um, but yeah, like I will say, what's, what's really interesting to me um, about the blood in this movie is of all the times things got very graphic, when the mother shoots herself at the end, there is what could have been a, a better closing shot in my opinion, which is just like that, that one little stream of blood on like the wet tile around the pool. There was an interesting, uh, so I guess go, going back to where I said, there was nothing really technical that stands out. I take that back because that, that moment to me was, was really, really well done. It would have been mm -hmm. easy to just pour a bucket of blood in that scene right. because she just shot herself in the head. But, was a strength. Yeah, like to to just do the the little stream of blood in the water there uh, was an interesting choice. So th there there was an idea there of you know like uh, th there there was one less is more moment, and we got a better mm -hmm. shot out of that from just getting this one little bit of blood in that moment um, instead of getting you know at, at just at just like I said, just a bucket poured like oh, and just brain matter and whatever yeah. splattering everywhere. So. A lack of gore in that moment was was a good directorial choice. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah, and and I think that there was never a point where I said, "Well, well, that's like an inhuman amount of blood that's coming out of someone," you know, or uh, or that's not what a brain looks like. There's way too much, you know, brain in that guy's head. You know, yeah, couldn't, couldn't have been that smart. Um, <laughs> you know? Uh, or, or like even when he chops off, you know, the hand, I think that, you know, it's just the right amount of spurting that comes yes. out of there. This, this isn't, you know, it's not a Kurosawa uh, level. Uh, right, right. <laughs> you know, this is not like a, 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 a rain of blood that comes out of here as, as the katana mm -hmm. goes through. Uh, you know, twice we've mentioned samurai. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we have to start a, uh, a, a, a Japanese, uh, a Japanese foreign film podcast. Like well, isn't that cool. isn't that what the uh, oh my god the one? About yeah, we just, the... we just we just we just got to get him to do a samurai film on Kickflix. And thank you. Does, <laughs> does that does that count as you know kung fu though? It's martial arts. They just martial do martial arts. arts. Dude, oh, they, it, they did street ooh, martial fighter. arts. Okay. They did well, street there's... fighter and blade. Okay. Okay. There's uh, I mean <laughs> uh, there's just no rules, are there? <laughs> they, they they've opened the floodgates. As I were. I mean I love yeah. the choices, uh, including Street Fighter. I will say, um, <laughs> uh, and unironically, I actually do like that movie. Somebody's um, got to. Someone does, <laughs> and I'm I'm the one. I'm the sucker who keeps buying it. It's uh, oh VHS. Yes, I'll I'll take it. DVD. <laughs> take my money. It's in. 4K you have the criterion, now. don't you? 
I I do. <laughs> Steelbook Street Fighter. I I have the Steelbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, fuck Kylie Minogue's in it, man. How can you not like this? This movie? is true. This is yeah, true. Kylie Minogue true. and Ming Na Wen. How do I yes. not yeah. win exactly? There's, there's so the, the 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 altar of Kylie Minogue is one that I will worship at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think I could like you more. I was, <laughs> I was mistaken, <laughs> sir. Okay. Oh, so we've come to that point in the podcast where we rate our movies. Um, Daniel, did we settle? Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, God. What was so? I know we had kicked around. Um, a few things we had we had suggested possibly doing not cranberry, uh, not cranberry covered knives. But I believe the winner is we're going to go with out of a possible five Ted Ramey branded drive-in condoms. <laughs> Ted Ramey condoms. They're not your first pick, but they're there when you need them. <laughs> Listen, in that moment, you go for what's available. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. That's why they're Ted Ramey condoms. Um, so out of a possible uh, black market Ted Ramey drive-in condoms, what do you give it, Ish? All right. So I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to say if I had to give it condoms on its own merit, I'm, I, well, that's a weird sentence I never thought yeah. I'd say. <laughs> if I had to give it condoms on its own merit, I will give it two. Okay. okay. I'm always willing to give at least one because you know what? Somebody made a thing, right? right. So, like, a, a movie was created. Let's yeah. go with one. I'll give it two because there were moments where, and I don't think this was the intention, I guffawed. Yeah. I didn't laugh. I literally like I, you know sometimes you laugh so hard you get like a little bit of a headache like that that lightheaded <laughs> feeling yes that is what I got like four times watching this movie. But if I'm gonna rate it as a get drunk and hang out and watch it with people, then I would give it like a four. <laughs> okay. So you're not you're not gonna get five condoms from me either way. But <laughs> I'm gonna you know. It, it, on its own too, but if you're watching it within the right like parameters, right? Like just as a as a let's get trashed and just watch this stupid ass movie. Fine, that's a four because there's just some again, there's probably things that you guys saw that I didn't see and vice versa. And so if we were all literally like watch it all together right now, just get drunk and watch it. Like like a dick. <laughs> like a dick, right. Which ironically, I'm the one who didn't see it. Um it's I think there's a good time to be had if you're in the right mindset and the right environment. All right, Dave. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of with Ish on this one. This is not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. The special effects carry this film. Yeah. Uh, it just so happens to be uh, a movie that belongs to a subgenre where typically the special effects carry the movie. And so this is one that I have willingly chosen to watch more than once. It is a movie that I have recommended uh, to fans of 80s slashers and, and, and campy movies uh, because I think that there's some enjoyment to be found in it. And although I have yet to watch this movie in a group setting where, let's say, uh, you might be in an altered state of mind um i think that that's the, the purpose of this movie um so 
four is definitely too high and two and two i think isn't high enough so i think i'm gonna go three because ultimately what i think it boils down to is would i suggest this movie to someone else to the right person okay i was gonna say like and when you say uh, someone else Right, and I wouldn't suggest this movie to just anyone, but if someone tells me that they're into slasher movies, 80s slashers, that they're into campy B-movies, that they like bad movies, right? Uh, if someone tells me that, I might recommend this movie to them. If someone is over at my house and says, hey, let's watch a shitty horror movie and laugh and have a good time, I might recommend this one. And to me, that's the difference between going two or two and a half and three. Quick question. Has your wife seen this movie? She was getting into bed as I was putting this on on Monday night, I believe. And I think she took one look and didn't even ask me what the fuck this was and rolled over and went to bed. Okay. All right. Because I'm trying to think if next time we just all get together at your place <laughs> and literally yeah. force her to watch this. And, and her reactions, I think, would entertain me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because she does like slasher movies and uh, the, the bloodier, the better. So I, I think she would enjoy this. Jose, I don't know if Jose would enjoy this. I enjoy this. Um, but I mean, he smokes, so maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, in, in the right in the right mindset, anyone can enjoy this movie. There you go. Yeah. I uh, so I, I I've been I've been you know back and forth with this one, and, and I think you've got a very good point there, right? Like you, you got a group of friends together, and so often you know that that can be a selling point. Like I feel like there is enough guffawing um like ish said that that if you had the right group of people together and you were just hanging out looking to bullshit through a movie you can talk during it because the plot you know doesn't, doesn't matter, matter and stuff like that so i would be willing to to bump it up to that three because there, there, there's one and a half two stars there just for special effects uh, mm -hmm. uh easily and so to from the perspective of yeah it, it, the right person, this is one I'd be like, man, I've got one for you. Like, <laughs> and, and so, and, and I think that, I think you're right. I think that moment when I'm willing to say that if there's a time and a place to watch this again, or the right person to recommend it to, then that's when you hit that three line. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable at that, uh, that three Ted Raimi condoms uh, yeah. as well. All right. So, uh, you know, splitting the difference here. I think we're at, you know, 2.75 <laughs> uh, yeah. Ted, Ted, Ted Raimi bathroom condoms, uh, bathroom driving condoms. And um, listen, when this posts, you know, I feel you should tag Ted, Ted Raimi. He may send us some Ted Raimi condoms. <laughs> I, I, we... I, would, I would gladly display them in my museum of shit. All right. <laughs> listen, uh, Ted... we, already, we already got Morgan Fairchild's attention. We did. We did. Ted thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah. thank you, Ish. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, there's there there is there's a time and a place for this movie, and so that 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 keeps it a little that keeps it above two for me. All right, there we go. You heard it here, Blood Rage. At the very least, <laughs> worth more than two Ted Raimi driving bathroom condoms. And let's face it, you probably heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> I can't just imagine blood, just, there's just a lot blood of other rage. <laughs> Just blood rage. Like, not even the Ted Raimi Condon part. Let's just admit it. You probably heard blood rage here first. And or we're okay with that. We hope or we complex. introduce you to something. Or whatever yeah. else is called. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, on uh, on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, we hope you had a great time talking about blood rage. Uh, please, if you enjoyed this, Listen to some of the other podcasts on the Geek Bro Network. Listen to Ish on Better Let Me Tell You. Who recently Listen... had Perez Hilton on, correct? Yes, yes we did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they they get all the good guests. They get okay. guests, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, they pull. But... They pull. Yeah, but... oh, they, they pull. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but but we don't we, we still haven't gotten Louise Lasser. So it's <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was, oh, uh, you guys got that, um, the, the bare knuckle boxing like champ on there who's dating Dana Brooke from the WWE. Yep. You uh, got him once. Ulysses, I can't remember, I want to say Rodriguez. Um, yeah, he's yeah. The, the world record holder for the fastest knockout. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys do it. Hey, Louise Lasser is still alive. Hey, we'll tag her too. So, um, if you get Louise Lasser, <laughs> you gotta have me on the show because I got some questions. Oh, we all have questions. I will. That will be like our only like multiple host episode because yeah. I will have both of you on because questions <laughs> must be answered. Okay. Uh, so please listen to uh, Mount Geekmore, which uh, Daniel and myself are on. Please listen to. Um, What's up, bro? Uh, listen to uh, Crimacopia, fitness, Crimacopia, Kick Flicks. Um, I mean, if you don't find a podcast that you like, it's because, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. on you. It's seasons, on seasons, that's right, seasons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, we've, we've got something for everyone, uh, but we'd appreciate it if you keep coming back here because yep. we like you. We like all you. of them can be found at geekbro.net. Absolutely. So on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, write you very much.